Chapter 1 Driving past the State House, Helena could only see the last five of the Ten Commandments climbing up the north end of the steps. Years of grime had accumulated in the recessed letters, making them visible at a distance. Although mid-morning, the sun barely filtered through the brown clouds, and the once gleaming windows on the towers of glass and steel were now a dull gray. The spires of the cathedral rose among the buildings, a corroded green under a dusting of soot. It filled her with pride to see the steeple towering over the Catholic borough as she entered. This was her church. This is where she communed with her lord. The streets were cluttered with children, snot running down their tiny noses, hands and hats held out, waiting for some generous passerby. Many toddlers wore nothing more than a soiled diaper. A naked little girl, skin and hair stained brown, squatted slightly. Helena winced as excrement oozed down the little girl's leg to the sidewalk below. At last, Helena's car passed through the throng, entering the gates into the relative tranquility of the cathedral garden. The multicolored flowers contrasted the brown world outside. She tread the familiar path to the office of Sister Inez, headmistress of St. John's High School. When Sister Inez saw Helena at her door, she rose, motioning her to sit in the chair across from her desk. She then retrieved a file from a drawer before sitting herself. I'm here about the scholarship, Helena said. Of course. The nun's eyes scanned the file. If your son wants to be a doctor someday, you need to start planning now, before he starts high school. We are his only chance of ever getting into medical school. Helena nodded her head with frustration. There was a university with a good pre-med program nearby, but it was well known that they wouldn't take graduates of the Indiana Protestant school system. They had some prejudice that the courts hadn't yet beaten out of them. We still teach science and history here, the nun said. We reprint our old textbooks on a printing press downstairs. She lowered her voice. It's not widely known, but we even have a few of Shakespeare's plays in the library. Sister Inez looked over Helena's file. You have been paying the state Catholic tax ever since it was instituted. That makes you eligible for the scholarship. Sister Inez hesitated, and Helena wiped her hands on her skirt. The headmistress had not exaggerated when she had said this was Luke's only chance. The nun finally continued. You are still single, I see. Yes, Helena said. I mean, I work full time, take care of Luke in the evenings. It doesn't leave much time for a social life. Have you ever thought about becoming a nun? Sister Nez asked. No, maybe once when I was a little girl. Well, it might be one avenue you could try. It looks like your income isn't that high to begin with. We could sell your house for you. Your son would get a full scholarship to St. John's worth tens of thousands of dollars. Yes, but I don't want to be a nun. Yet you refuse to get married. Let me be blunt. Are you a... Sister Nez paused. A homosexual? What? It's all right if you are. There are many sisters who are once of the alternative lifestyle before they turn to God. I'm not gay. Well, you can always find yourself a nice Catholic husband. I'm afraid we don't provide scholarships to the unmarried. I'm not going to marry the first guy I see. Those are your options. Whatever you decide, you must have all your paperwork in by spring of this year. We have a waiting list, you know. 
Helena stood to leave. Thank you, sister, I'll think about it. In her frustration, Helena barely acknowledged Adam as she walked past. She didn't have the time or the patience to listen to his stories today. The teenager was leaning against the wall outside the office. Helena assumed that he must be waiting to see Sister Inez, but he didn't enter the office after she left. The slender boy watched Helena head down the hallway. A nun. The thought repulsed her. Sure, she was single, had been ever since Luke's father, and no, she had no prospective men in her life at the moment, but she knew when she got pregnant over twelve years earlier that she would have to make sacrifices, but not this. She always imagined that she would meet someone when Luke was older, fall in love, live happily ever after. She felt eyes on her back. Adam was casually strolling behind her. His hair was dyed blacker than his school uniform.